0: Hello and welcome to the KPMG podcast series for tax, legal and mobility leaders. We're focusing this podcast series on the ongoing global impacts of COVID-19 by looking at the tax, legal and mobility considerations and top of mind business issues that have resulted from this global situation. Today we explore the tax impacts associated with the digitalisation of business models and how conversations around this are shifting in light of the current climate. We also look at what the new reality may look like beyond this period and the directions of the BEPS 2.0 discussions. I'm joined by Rodney Lawrence, Head of International Tax, KPMG International and partner at KPMG in the US, who will shed some light on how organisations are handling digitalisation and the influence this will have on tax departments and the OECD's plans for a globally unified approach. Rodney, thanks for taking the time to join me on the phone today. So, Rodney, for businesses, how has the current situation affected business models with regards to digitalization and tax matters?
1: So, if anything, digitalization has increased because of the current condition around the world. I think what's interesting about that is that even though that has been brought upon us by the conditions, tax directors are increasingly looking at what this means for them mid to long term, so the conversation has started shifting. It's shifted towards what are tax authorities going to be looking for when they come and examine our business model, because they will see we have reduced physical footprint. They will want to understand how we're allocating margin and taxable income to a variety of countries. So we start seeing tax directors asking us more and more questions about how will tax authorities view how their business has digitalized, and whether the returns to a particular jurisdiction remain appropriate and defensible. So this is important right now because businesses have been going through this accelerated digitalization process. Case in point, I was talking to a client just last week, and the tax department was not aware of all the changes that have gone on in the business side. Chief operating officers and CFOs are making lightning fast decisions on what to do with the business model. One client I have has asked us to figure out how to reduce their legal entity uh, numbers by 50 to 75%. So it's critical to be involved in this discussion if you're a tax director, because if you don't know what's going on, you are so far behind the curve, you can't possibly catch up and help your company be prepared on the tax line for what's coming down the uh, path.
0: How are different countries dealing with COVID-19 as well as an accelerated move to digitalization?
1: It's really interesting to see how different countries and regions are handling this whole question. Uh, And it does break down depending on who you look at. Some countries, for example, India have taken the view that they're gonna have a tax receipts shortfall So they can't wait for global consensus before moving to tax the digitalized economy. They need tax receipts now to help fund various initiatives they're incurring expenditures on. You look at uh, the UK, same sort of thing. They're looking at what do they need to put in place today. You go to Europe and you see the European Union trying to hold the line and keep consensus. And then finally, you're at the the biggest level, the global level, the OECD. And it's continuing down its path. So it's very much a mixed bag. You've got some countries rushing ahead. They need the receipts now. You've got regions that are looking to be more deliberate and hold the line. But at the global level, there's a recognition that Businesses need certainty at a global level, and so that's continuing on its current uh, trajectory.
0: Could you take us through a few of the concerns you're hearing from tax directors at the moment?
1: Certainly, as we see companies reduce their physical footprint, uh, cutting headcount, closing operations, adjusting their supply chain, there are huge questions around which entities and which jurisdictions should bear those tax costs. And it's a real challenge for those clients that have advanced pricing agreements or tax rulings that specify how those uh, extraordinary costs are to be handled because their system may be in such shock that those rulings no longer make any sense. So there's a huge question at the moment about how to handle these extraordinary costs. Can you get a deduction for them? And where can you get that deduction? The future is even more interesting. In a future world where businesses are perhaps more profitable because they've reduced physical footprint, they've reduced headcount, they've digitalized more, um, they may have greater profits than they have today, and the question then arises, well, which country should tax those profits? That may become even more complicated where so much is digitalized because tax authorities are very much used to looking at where headcount is, where our function's undertaken. And you know, if you're an organization that's eliminated a lot of your headcount, well, you no longer have the headcount that supports the uh, profit that's been allocated to that jurisdiction. And that may mean that other jurisdictions are interested in a greater slice of the pie. I think that what that means is in the next couple of years, we will see a larger number of tax examinations on the question of transfer pricing, and more countries seeking to reallocate earnings away from traditional jurisdictions uh, to their home country because the traditional jurisdiction no longer has the headcount to support the return it once had.
0: And Rodney, in terms of the impact on indirect tax, what are you seeing there?
1: So a couple of learnings are coming out of the indirect tax front. First off, uh, governments clearly see that it's easier to tax cash flows rather than profits. You can put the obligation onto large businesses and they have to deal with it. That's going to be an interesting trend for those countries that are imposing digital services taxes. I think the biggest learning, however, is that the way that different countries implemented their VAT and GST systems with respect to the question of digitalized services and income, shows just the need for an OECD-level world view on how to tax income from the digitalized economy. If you have every country going its own way, then companies are just not going to be able, even with the best will in the world, they're just not going to be able to comply with all these systems and get the 100% accuracy that tax authorities Um, are after, and perhaps legitimately so. So I think the biggest learning is that we truly do need a global solution because that will ease things for business and ensure that the right amount of income is taxed in the right places, and only once.
0: And Rodney, how are tax leaders seeing the future with respect to digitalisation?
1: We asked tax directors what their biggest concerns were, and one of their biggest concerns was developing a crisis recovery plan that allows them to use technology to work remotely when the next crisis hits. So we've never seen that in a survey before, the thought that a pragmatic business interruption issue like that would take priority over the typical international tax technical questions. So I think for tax departments, this whole question of digitalization will continue to impact the way they discharge their duties on behalf of the company. I also think when I look at the number of tax departments that have reduced headcount, um, I don't think that headcount is gonna return. So when you look at uh, a department that's got fewer people but more obligations, say indirect taxes on the digitalized economy, this digitalization will become more and more embedded in the DNA of every tax department.
0: So Rodney, what advice are you giving tax leaders as they plan into the future?
1: So one of the the things that we're reminding tax leaders to do right now is to keep focused on what's coming around the corner. We're through the reaction period of the current crisis, but As I said before, the OECD is moving forward with its plans for for the taxation of the digitalized economy. As businesses reduce their physical footprint, their profitability on a long-run basis will improve. And that means there's going to be more profits related to the digitalized parts of their business that are potentially open to uh, double or multiple levels of taxation. What we're recommending tax directors do today is to refocus on what's going on on the BEPS 2.0 agenda to model out the potential impacts of that given their company's new physical footprint and communicate that to senior level stakeholders CFOs, chief operating officers and even audit committees because in today's environment no tax department wants to be the bearer of bad news that their Cash taxes are increasing um, in an unforeseeable way. So we're definitely recommending that tax leaders keep an eye on that future because it's coming this year.
0: And so finally, Rodney, which version of the future do you foresee coming around the corner? Will we see multilateralism or unilateralism when it comes to taxing the digital economy?
1: So the question of unilateralism versus multilateralism is a very interesting one in this space, Many countries want to go it alone, but the fact of the matter is that what we've seen with historic BEPS initiatives is that unless everyone comes together, or a significant portion of folk come together, these projects fail. So I believe that multilateralism will ultimately triumph. I think it will take a while. I think there's a a fair amount of suspicion in a number of quarters about the multilateral approach. Small consuming countries are concerned that they will actually lose tax receipts, not gain tax receipts. Um, Big countries that have traditionally supported R&D initiatives through their own um, tax policies are concerned that, whereas in the past they expected to receive taxes on the basis of successful IP development, now they won't. And finally, businesses are also very suspicious. Uh, There's been an ongoing plea for certainty as regards tax resolution and the avoidance of double taxation, and not a lot of companies believe that's getting enough focus. So there's more than enough suspicion about multilateralism to suggest that it won't work, but ultimately it's the only way that this can work, and so I truly believe that we're going to get some form of general consensus on the taxation of the digital economy, probably by the end of this year.
0: Rodney, on behalf of our listeners, thank you for your time today. And thank you for sharing your thinking around the impact of the current situation on the digitalisation of business models and the work by the OECD for a consensus and globally unified approach. For more information and resources on COVID-19, visit home.kpmg.com forward slash COVID-19 tax and legal. Join us again next time and please email us with any questions you have about today's episode at tax at kpmg.com. And as always, we'd love to hear from you with any suggestions you have for future episodes. Thanks for listening.